Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm going to begin by being transparent, and I hope this doesn't come off as whiny, and I hope I don't offend anybody. After some great growth over the past two months, we've had some backsliding. Now, that's been a steady pattern through each of our growth spurts. We set a record for two to three months, and then we have one or two months of backsliding, and then we start growing again. The challenge in this is that podcasts generate very little feedback, and that backsliding is honestly discouraging. And in the absence of information about why it's happening, we make stuff up. I make stuff up. And that stuff often reflects our own insecurities and weaknesses. Now, I invest time, attention, and money into making a podcast series that empowers assistant principals, and I do it because I'm passionate about it. But in the absence of hearing from people, it can feel like I'm being unsuccessful. On top of that, I'm struggling to stay upbeat and positive amid yet another war in this world. Now, I have a self-imposed policy to not talk politics on this podcast, but in every war, it is the innocents who suffer most. I empathize with the anger and the outrage as thousands of Israeli and Palestinian people, people like you, people like me, as they die. But translating anger into violence does not provide a sustainable path forward. And I find it this, the repeated cycle to just be depressing. And I share this with you not to impose a view, but to explain that there are likely teachers in your school being weighed down with the sadness about this war or the other wars or tragedies that seem to proliferate in today's world. My depression doesn't excuse me from producing a great podcast for you. It doesn't excuse me for showing up as my best self, but it does make it more difficult. I need something extra to be my best. And that extra comes from leadership. It comes from you. This leads me directly to today's shout out. I was really questioning whether or not to even record a five for Friday this week. It just seemed pointless. And then this morning I went into LinkedIn and had the most amazing direct message from a new AP who's used what she's heard on this show from me, from our wonderful guests, and it's her first year and she has been overwhelmed, but this show is helping her. And her acknowledgement helped me get back on this trail, even though it feels like it's an uphill hike today. I share all this to emphasize to you that people in your building are experiencing traumas, wars, politics, climate, family health. Everyone's experiencing something and some are more impacted than others. And even when we try and put on the good face, bring our best selves, our performance is impacted. The thing is, you don't know who's being impacted or how they're being impacted if you aren't present for people. So be present, get out there, ask the second question. How are you doing today? Okay, but really, how are you doing? And then just listen. And if you find something, you don't need to have the answer. You can't tell me how to feel better today. You can't solve the problems that are bringing me down. 
But being present is valuable on its own. Listening is valuable on its own. And maybe later in the day, you can circle back and do what that assistant principal did for me. Acknowledge how someone's work or their way of being, their way of showing up has made a positive difference with you. Okay, that's a pretty heavy introduction and it may be longer than the entire rest of the show, but the rest of today will be a bit lighter and brighter, so I hope you stick with me. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of October 30th through November 3rd, 2023. On Monday, I began by looking at what makes a good hike. It's leaf season here in the mountains. Again, I live in rural Appalachia in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and outside there is just a cacophony of color. It is yellow and red and green and orange and incredible. And we call this leaf season here. So a lot of visitors coming from out of town and it's a great time to get out and do a hike. So Pam and I went on a hike. We came in at Rock Gap and we're planning to hike to Winding Stair Gap and then back again. So it would have been a total of about seven miles. This is a short section of the Appalachian Trail of right around the 100 mile mark. So we set out, of course it was uphill in the beginning, a pretty steep uphill climb, but we got through that and just had a nice walk along the midst the forest with all the changing colors light streaming in, a couple of beautiful views. And then we started a pretty good downhill descent and we'd gone a little over three miles at that point. So we probably had about another quarter to half mile to go to get down to Winding Stair Gap, which was the end of that trail section and then turn around and come back. But we decided to just stop there and not go all the way down and just turn around and come back. So we did six miles instead of seven miles. Now, a couple years prior to this, we would have slogged through to the end, even if we were tired and didn't want to do it because we were always focused on the destination, on finishing something, on completing the challenge. But these days, I think we've matured a little bit and we're much more in touch with the, our purpose, our reason for hiking. And our reason was to go out and just enjoy the leaves to catch up on conversations as we always do when we're on the trail, 
to get away from all the job things and the house things that are waiting for us to just get out and, and feel that freedom. And we had that. We achieved our purpose on the hike. So we didn't have to keep pressing through to, you know, air quotes, the end. So it gets really important in whatever endeavor we're engaged in, whether it's at home or work, to remember what our purpose is in doing that. And that in understanding and staying focused on purpose instead of destination, we can remain more flexible and more adaptable along the way. On Tuesday, I wrote about culture. I'm doing a training Tuesday night with a group of university intern teachers, and we're focusing on how to build a positive classroom culture. I think that's fundamentally different than building an organizational culture. So in schools, the way I think about the school culture is it's the interaction between four organizational dimensions, the people, the purpose, the structures, and the resources. Those four components lead to a positive culture when, when people have the resources they need without demands that suck their time and attention away from their core responsibilities. When people have the physical spaces, the policies and the practices that make it easier for them to do their jobs. When the organizational purpose is clear, when it's consistent and in line with what we are asking people to do, and when people have the knowledge, the skills, the dispositions, and the health to perform well. Weaknesses in any of these create stress and tension or misalignment, and that in turn erodes the organizational culture. So if you want a better organizational culture, begin by evaluating your organizational alignment. Do people have the knowledge and the skills, the dispositions, and are they healthy enough to do the jobs we're asking them to do? Do they have the resources that they need? And are we being careful not to put extra demands on their time and attention that make it harder for them to focus on those core responsibilities? For example, are we pulling our teachers into lots of meetings or having them go to trainings that don't actually allow them to get better at teaching their students? Are our physical spaces, our policies and our practices actually making it easier for our teachers to grow and for our teachers to teach. And finally, we need to look at our purpose because in a lot of schools these days, we are sending mixed messages about what's important, about why we are there and about how we measure our success. So next week back in school, try being aware of the small frustrations that you experience yourself and that you hear from your teachers. And when somebody says, pause and think about what's behind that and look for the misalignment. Now on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I wrote about my very minimal carpentry skills. And I talked about the challenges in replacing a pocket door in my kitchen. And for those of you that may not know, a pocket door is a door that slides 
between the wall, right? Walls are hollow. And so this door is in our kitchen. It slides back into the wall so you can't see it. And then when you need to seal off the door, you pull it out. The way pocket doors work is that there's a track above the door and that track is usually hidden by the trim work. And there are two brackets on wheels that attach to the top of the door. And so then when you push the door, those wheels are sliding along that track. So I had installed the door so that it closed flush with the door jam, which is of course what you want. I then went and I had to redo a bunch of the woodwork, put in new trim around it, got all finished, stepped back to admire my work and noticed that there was about a three eighths inch gap at the top of the door. And that, then that ran down in kind of a diagonal line so that the door was not closing flush with the jam. So I had all this beautiful woodwork. I had my door and it was off alignment. And that left me with kind of three things that I had to decide on which way I'd do it. The first was to pull all the trim off. Well, sorry, I'll back up. I can't just make an adjustment because the trim work is hiding the brackets that are on top of the door. So in order for me to fix it, I'm going to have to tear all the trim work off, adjust the brackets on the door, get that worked, and then reinstall all the trim. That's about a four hour job. Alternatively, I could try to cheat a little bit. I think there's a piece of trim that I could cut out and pull out, and maybe that would give me enough access to fit the, to fix the problem, but I don't know. And then my third option is just ignore it, at least ignore it for now. It's, and think, is it good enough? I closed Wednesday's email by asking you, the reader, which solution I should use. And I noted that there was only one correct answer. Now, on Thursday, I did the big reveal and I told you what the correct answer was. And it is, was that you do not have enough information because you don't know what else I could do with my time. And that really was one of the core points of this three-day email series that too often when we're faced with a challenge or a problem, we only think about that challenge and that problem. So we think about how much time is this going to take me? And we decide on what path to take based on how much time we think we have. But often what we fail to consider is what else could we do with that time? That loss that we have when we invest time in one thing it creates what we call the opportunity cost. So every time I invest time in one thing, I can't invest that time somewhere else. If it's Saturday afternoon and I decide to invest four hours in staining my deck, that means I can't invest that same four hours into watching my favorite football team win a game, which they did two weeks ago, by the way. That's Ohio State versus Penn State, gosh, don't hate me if you're one of those Nately Lion people out there. Anyway, I guess I'm trying extra hard to inject a little bit of levity into today's podcast after that pretty heavy start. Anyway, back to the point. When we decide to invest time and attention in one place, 
we necessarily are cost an opportunity to invest it somewhere else. And so in making a good decision about what to do in the face of some kind of a challenge, we need to be in the habit of thinking, how else could I invest that time? The other part of that idea that you need more information is that you need more information about my situation, right? What are the other things competing for my time? How good are my carpentry skills? Will I actually be successful when I do that? And you don't know the answers to any of that unless you invest time with me, unless you're present. We can't give guidance to people. We can't support people if we don't know what's going on. Now, I wrote the introduction to this podcast about learning about what, what's going on in people's lives. I wrote that way after I wrote this email series. And so it's interesting that we come full circle. Being present with people and learning what's happening in their lives doesn't have to just be about supporting people through trauma. It can be supporting people through great times and helping them get to even greater ones. But as we end Friday so often with this core message that you need to be present, we need to be present to learn about people. So the big takeaway, it's about purpose, right? What's the, what was the purpose of my hike? What's the purpose of that kitchen door? What's the purpose of the new program that you're implementing? And then how does that purpose impact the work that we're asking people to do? Is the big new PD really helping your first year teachers and the things that are most important to them? Is the leadership trip to a fancy demo school helping you get into classrooms? And then think about your core mission. If you're a school leader, then I would argue your core mission is keeping everybody safe and growing your teachers. And so think about what's getting in the way, what's making it difficult to achieve your purpose. And then remember, it is about priorities, not time. You manage priorities, not time. And if you're trying to manage time, then you're probably falling short on your priorities. And so what happens when people are caught up trying to manage time and not manage their priorities? What happens when they're facing those traumas and just down and struggling to be the best selves? What happens when we run into those challenges? The simplest way to help people to get better, the simplest way for you to get better is again, to be present. Learn what other people need in order to be better at their work and then prioritize getting them those things. That's it for this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. As I record this, we have 20 ratings and six reviews, so we're continuing to inch forward and get better in that area. Remember, increasing those numbers does help other people find the show, and I really appreciate hearing from you. And if you don't have time or attention to subscribe or rate the show, maybe at least forward this episode to somebody. 
I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Have a great weekend. Get outside, because it still might be leaf season. Laugh and live. Cheers.